This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. This is On Purpose on the Blaze Radio Network. Have you ever been on top of the world or felt like just nothing could take you down? That's a surefire recipe for disaster and disappointment because... Nothing ever stays the same, right? Like life always changes. We're in a current state of flux. And one day you could be on the top of the mountain and the king and then find yourself the next day all the way down at the bottom. That's kind of what happened for Brandon Gailey. His life was on fire. You know, he was really successful at a young age, but finally he found himself in a really odd situation where Even though he had so much going on in his business life, personally, his life was in shambles. You can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have your health, it means nothing. So true wealth really is found in your health. It didn't happen overnight, but Brandon soon found himself at the bottom of that mountain in a pit of despair. Brandon, can you talk a little bit about what you started to notice? Well, towards the my late twenties, I started noticing that I was having some problems. So the, the company that I built those affiliate marketing relationships with, I stepped down as the CEO of the company and kind of just went off to Europe to start another company. But it was more that I could see myself declining, and it was and I was declining fast. And I had all my business connections and friends starting to, to look at me and starting to worry. And I, I just didn't like that feeling. So kind of like a, a dog going off to die, essentially. I went off to Europe and was hoping that I'd uh, be able to figure it out and then come back more healthy. But that didn't work out. And I came back a couple years later. And at that point in time, I, the health bills had racked up and I was pretty much down to negative money because my brain wasn't working right anymore. So I, I, could, I wasn't making good business decisions and I'd, I'd always made money, but all of a sudden I couldn't make any money anymore and I had to come back and I remember flying in and just finding a room on Craigslist because I couldn't afford my own, even an apartment at that point. Hmm. So I rented out a small room that it was about 80 square feet and I knew that I just had to survive as long as I could but then it, long story short um, what, I, were you, what were you if you don't mind me uh, interrupting Brady what, what were you what was what were you battling there with the uh, with the brain issues well they didn't know it, it was in my that it was my brain yet so okay. my my body was just breaking down on multiple areas. So my, I was having problems with 
neuro, neurology, muscular, uh, cardiology. So it kind of reached its its point of where they realized that, hey, this, this guy is going to eventually die at some point if we don't figure out what's going on. They sent me to a cardiologist because I was starting to have some heart problems. Mm-hmm. I failed all the three stress tests simultaneously. I essentially was there from 9 a.m. in the morning till about 6 p.m. at night. And then as I was driving back, I got a call from the head of cardiology at uh, Scott at the, at the hospital. And then at that point, I knew it was pretty bad news because he basically just said, uh, it looks like your, your heart is on the verge of failing and I need to get you in for a heart cath in the morning. And I've lined up a cardiothoracic surgeon because you're probably going to have to have open heart surgery that day. So go ahead and uh, call your family members, let them know what's going on. So I know it was a very difficult conversation calling my parents Mm. and kind of explaining that, hey, you know, this is what's going on and listening to their fear. But I got over there, did the heart cath and woke up from the heart cath. And the cardiologist said that my heart was completely healthy and that he didn't know what was going going on. And but he checked me into the hospital and said he wanted to have different specialists run tests. That night, I got up to uh, take a, a quick shower, and my fiance was there with me, fortunately. And when I went into the shower, this big bulge started to come up on the side of my leg and my thigh because they go in through the, uh, the artery right there in your thigh. And the artery had come loose. Hmm. It barely make it back to my bed completely naked, fall on, almost pass out. They do a code blue, and for 15 minutes, they just they had eight doctors and nurses take turns putting pressure on my leg because mm-hmm. if it didn't clot, I was I was going to bleed out. Mm. And it was one of those moments where I, I'm kind of going in and out. The doctor's telling me to to hang on, and and I could see my fiance up against the wall and just completely distraught, not knowing what to do. I can't even imagine, um, <laughs> you know, what, what that's, what that's gotta be like. Um, you know, what are you, th- what are you thinking as, as this is happening? You see, you're going in and out, uh, you know, what, what goes through your mind when, when something like that happens? The whole time I was just focusing on my fiance and I, I, I was, you're kind of not there because I'm, I'm kind of going in and out of being conscious because so much blood is, is being released. Hmm. And, but as I was going in and out, I just kept on thinking how horrible it must be for her uh-huh. and just, just seeing her and focusing on that. And then towards the very end, as I was coming out of consciousness, I started to uh, realize that I'm completely naked because they, they hadn't taken it taking the time to put a towel over me. Mm-hmm. Then finally, one of the uh, doctors said, let's, let's turn this from an R to a, a PG and put a towel on it. <laughs> that, was, that was the uh, thing that I always remembered. But wow. for seven days, they did 150 different tests. They finally identified that there was a tiny pituitary tumor that was secreting chemicals into my brain, mm. damaging my brain. And then causing my brain not to interact with the rest of my body. And that's why everything else was falling apart. They, I went from 
doctor to doctor, and then they identified that they were able to seal it with, with chemicals. So they sealed the tumor, but there was still damage in the brain, specifically in my ability to regulate adrenaline. And I wasn't able to sleep because I was waking up hundreds of times every five to ten minutes. And they basically said, if you can't figure out your sleep problem, you will die in two years. Mm-hmm. So I went from every top sleep specialist I could find. They couldn't figure it out. I finally found a, a doctor that was doing some experimental medicine in the, in, in the related area. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately, he was able to come up with a cocktail of drugs in addition to coming up with a system to where I would stay asleep for 12 hours. So the drugs would keep me down for 12 hours. And the theory was that if I stay down for 12 hours instead of seven to eight hours, then I could get enough sleep so that my body won't continue to break down. And I started coming out of it as soon as I came out of it and started to get my mind back. Um, my wife had just gotten pregnant for the first time. She was about four months pregnant and she was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. And it was it was a good thing that I got to the point to where my mind was there, and so that I could be there for her because it all kind of happened. This all from the code blue to the brain tumor to getting pregnant and her being diagnosed all happened in this period of about eight months. So it all happened really fast. Wow! With the pinnacle of everything. Okay, so you've you've you know, let's let's recap here. Uh, you've, you know, had tremendous success in the business world. Uh, right when you thought you were on top of it all, you start to get sick. You're not really sure what it is. These mysterious symptoms. Eventually, you find yourself in the hospital with some major issues health wise. Uh, and they're, you almost die right there in the hospital. But they, they, they eventually figure out they nail it down to this uh, this tumor. Um, and yet you're not out of the woods. There's still a shot that uh, you may still die because you can't really get to sleep. And, and we know how important uh, and that that really is. So they finally start. It's another miracle that they finally start to get this figured out. And then whammo, you're hit again. And your wife at the time, right? Correct. And and she's got breast cancer. And she's pregnant at the same time. All with, yeah. this is all within like kind of like an eight month period. How do you, how, you know, how do you, that's enough to take any man down. So how do you handle it? And you might be surprised how well Brandon handled that. As a matter of fact, when we come back, Brandon will give you a little bit of insight into how you can turn your pain into purpose or tragedy into triumph. You can turn those obstacles into opportunity any day of the week. Maybe you're in the place right now where you desperately need this advice and this insight, or you'll find yourself sooner or later one day in a place where you will need to turn that adversity into advantage. Brandon gives you his tips and how he did it. Climbing out of that pit with an uphill battle back to the top. Brandon Gailey from BrandonGailey.com and his podcast, The Blog Millionaire. Right after this. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network.